Atma Namaste, everyone. Welcome to the Pranic Healing Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Yuan. And on this episode, we're going to talk about how pranic healing connects with medicine, specifically a field of medicine that is called integrative medicine. So we've probably all heard of the term holistic health, holistic medicine, and more and more nowadays, a lot of people are looking for different options, alternatives for solving their health issues. And we're going to talk about today how pranic healing may serve as the best healing modality to address these gaps in the healthcare system. So a little bit about myself. My name is Dr. Jason Yuan. I am a naturopathic physician and acupuncturist. So a lot of my training has been in the field of what we call alternative medicine or holistic health. So as a naturopathic physician, what I try to do is help patients address the root cause of their disease rather than treating just the symptoms. So this concept is definitely not new, and it's been around for thousands of years. But nowadays, because of the influx of pharmaceuticals, the influx of things that may help alleviate your symptoms, right, but not necessarily address the root cause, this is where pranic healing can come in and really help us all. So let's talk about it. So Pranic healing, as we know, is a non-touch energy healing modality. What does that mean? So energy healing and non-touch. As we know, energy is this life force that exists all around us, in our bodies, in our environments, right? All around us in this planet Earth. Using this life force, we can use it to apply it to the human body to accelerate healing. Not only can we accelerate healing, which makes you heal faster than without it, we can also help traditional medicine address the root cause of a lot of ailments that are affecting people nowadays. Okay, So as we know, energy healing is definitely a new and also upcoming field, right? There's a lot of science, there's a lot of research emerging in the field of energy healing. And pranic healing is one of those tools in the energy healing toolkit that people can apply and use. So as a physician, as a acupuncturist, right, I tend to like to use modalities or tools that can help the patient, right? Number one, address their symptoms, because the symptoms are important right? Because they are the experiences that the patient may be experiencing right now, right? Feeling right now. Also helping patients with more long-term chronic disease. Chronic disease, as we know, takes time to heal, takes time to address the root cause. And chronic healing is one of those tools that I think that can fit and fill the gap to help bridge medicine and help patients, right, in various different ways. So let's talk about this. So how does pranic healing really fit into this new paradigm where we can use it on an evidence-based level, backed by science and research, 
to apply it to help our patients or help your loved ones. Okay, so several factors. Um, again, pranic healing was developed by the founder, Master Choa Koksui. And Master Choa really developed pranic healing in a way that it was systematized. What does that mean? So for someone that has a headache, we would use a different protocol or step-by-step instructions versus someone that has an earache, right? Even though the head is very close to the ear, there's different steps that a pranic healing practitioner would take to address this type of um, disease. In a lot of different in a lot of different energy healing modalities, right? Because of the proximity, they might work on the same centers, the same energy points in the body. Although that is not wrong, it might not be the most efficient or effective way in treating the headache or versus the earache. So what Master Choa did was uh, something very important and um, that has never been done before, which is he kind of outlined, not he kind of, he outlined the entire energy map of the body through what's called chakras, okay? A lot of people, as you may know, understand that there's a seven chakra system. Okay, that's, that's the foundation. There are more than seven chakras. In pranic healing, we use 12 major chakras that we talk about, okay? But chakras that are a little bit smaller in influence and energy, as well as mini chakras, right? How I can describe to you, the heart is a major chakra at the center of the chest, okay? There's what we call, a, we have an armpit minor chakra, which is Again, below the armpit. And we have what's called finger mini chakras, right? Energy points that also exist in our fingertips. And this is not new. This is actually talked about in acupuncture as well. Okay. Acupuncture is the practice of using acupuncture needles and applying it to the body to have a similar effect of what I just mentioned which is to help remove any congested or diseased energy and to energize and to support parts of the physical body that needs more of this energy, okay? This energy, which is called prana, again, is the life force that keeps the body running in the background, but we don't see it, okay? Pranic healing is really amazing for that instance because... It's like acupuncture without needles. We don't need any physical medium to interact with the body. We can just use this energy, right? And apply it in a way that's safe, effective, and like I mentioned, systematized to address very specific ailments that other energy healing modalities might not be able to do. Okay, and that's why pranic healing is really a science. And of course, being part of the Pranic Healing Research Institute, part of the mission of the Research Institute is to push out and fund more studies that show the safety, the efficacy, 
of pranic healing in addressing different aspects of human health. Okay, so like I said, pranic healing is a non-touch energy healing modality. Okay, because it's non-touch, we can address a lot of issues that traditional medical philosophy might have issues addressing, okay? Say, for instance, um, a very common type of patient I see in my practice is a patient with pain, right? A lot of people, millions of people across the world have pain, but pain comes in all different forms, all different varieties. The pain that a person may have can be physical in origin, meaning they might have some physical trauma to that area, such as lower back or neck. But what also is important, which is highlighted in pranic healing, is the emotional or mental factors, such as stress, anxiety. These things also have a deep physiological connection to the physical body. Even though these emotions, right, that are seemingly disconnected from the body, seemingly separate, actually tells the body what to produce, what hormones, what chemicals, and influences the physical nature, the physiology of the body. So going back to the example, lower back pain. A lot of the times with the patients that I work with, their lower back pain is just a symptom. And the root cause of their pain is actually coming from the emotional, mental side. So this is kind of a new area, right? Because a lot of people are stressed. And stress management is not common, commonly practiced in an efficient or really good way nowadays. I mean, we have meditation, we have yoga, we have breathing, but really, you know, doctors have tried giving prescription medications, right? Things to calm down the mind, to calm down the nervous system of the body, which may or may not be really helpful, again, in addressing the root cause. Again, the root cause of a lot of people's pain is simply just stress. If you've heard, stress is probably the number one silent killer of people. I wouldn't say killer, but you know what I mean. Just it, it stress damages in the body in a way that is not so obvious. Okay. So we're moving beyond the physical body, right? And we're moving be into the emotional and mental factors. And again, current state of medicine, it's either you, you know, take these drugs to calm down your nervous system or you do meditation, you do yoga, you do certain things outside to kind of help calm yourself down, which is important. Why am I bringing this up is pranic healing is another tool to address the root cause 
if it's also emotional in nature, okay? And I want to kind of ground this example. So let's start back. A person with lower back pain. The energy or the energetic state, condition, of a person with lower back pain, usually nine times out of 10 is what's called energetic congestion. This is what I like to call traffic on the highway. As we know, in acupuncture, you have these energy meridians or highways. They run throughout your body. There are major highways, especially in your back. And when anyone experiences any pain, Nine times out of 10, again, that's energetic congestion, meaning the energy is simply not flowing. There's something stuck. And because the energy is stuck, it's also producing the symptom of pain. Using pranic healing, we can alleviate this congestion by using pranic healing techniques. These techniques basically help clear the traffic and get the normal rhythm, cycle, and movement of energy again in that particular area. Okay, so that's the physical aspect of pranic healing. How pranic healing can help with pain. Now, like I said, a lot of people's pain might be emotional in origin. When someone has stress, stress is also can be measured in pranic healing. Same thing how a person had pain. There was this physical um, experience in their back. The energy was stuck. When someone has emotional stress, that energy is also correspondingly stuck or congested. Usually, people that have a lot of stress they hold it in what's called their solar plexus region, okay? Just right below, kind of in your stomach area, between the two ribs. This energy center is commonly congested, meaning with stress, it is an emotional experience because the energy is simply not moving in that particular energy center. Okay, these energy centers and what's so special about pranic healing and what Master Choa did was he correlated. He put it very clearly that these energy centers had two functions, a physical corresponding function and a psychological corresponding function. So in the case with stress. A lot of people, when they become stressed, they get acid reflux. If it gets really worse, they might get ulcers, right? But it's usually that gnawing, tight feeling in your stomach, okay? That's the solar plexus energy center. So we can start to see how there's a physical and psychological correspondence with these energy centers. And using pranic healing, again, trying to always address the root cause while addressing the symptoms as well, addressing pain and stress, 
by moving this energy, this energy in the body that is stuck and restoring the normal flow of this energy, the body will tend to heal. The symptoms will be alleviated, right? The person will feel less stress and more peace, more calmness, more stillness. And another example I like to give is for help, to help us kind of ground this. You know, when you go to bed and you sleep on your arm, just how this energy needs to flow in our body, right? Even though we can't see it, same thing for our blood. And if we sleep on our arm, what happens? You're going to feel that numbness, tingling feeling. You're going to start feeling the pins and needles feeling. Why? Because your blood circulation has been partially blocked and the symptoms are arising. Okay. Again, these symptoms are signs from the body that is showing you something is off. Okay. Physically, in the example with your blood circulation, right? Sleeping on your arm, or even emotionally, right? Emotions such as stress is another sign from the emotional part of the body that something is not right. Energetic congestion. Okay, so these are really big topics, really big ideas, right? Stress, everyone has stress. You know, I, I unless you're really good meditating throughout the day, you know, constantly avoiding your stress triggers, everyone has stress. That's a big emotional factor that everyone feels every day. Pain. Physical, right? Everyone has pain to a certain extent. It can be very severe or it can be very mild. But it's impossible for everyone to take a drug, to take a pill when they have mild to moderate stress, when they have mild to moderate pain, that might not necessarily require it. And that's where, again, pranic healing comes in to fill in this gap for medicine to help people, in Master Choa's words, alleviate suffering and also help them to be better in their physical emotional, and mental states, okay? When you're not in pain, when you're not in stress, you tend to live a better life. It's that simple. So, and this is why it's so important to not only share this information to your loved ones, to friends, to people you care about, but also to share this information in a way that is consistent with the teachings of pranic healing and Master Choa. Because in the energy healing space, and this is where we are getting into sort of the current issues that arises when we talk about energy healing in any different form or context. Because this energy is invisible, to the human eye doesn't mean it's not there. Sometimes 
I'd say most of the times, it's not so obvious when you may be doing the steps wrong, when you may be practicing wrong, or may very commonly when you may be mixing different techniques, right? Same thing like cooking, right? When you cook, you follow a recipe. You want to stick with that recipe because, same thing in science and research, that recipe is reproducible. What does that mean? If you follow the first step of the recipe and you go through the last step of the recipe, you will, say if you're baking a cake, you will get that cake 100% of the time. And if you ask a hundred, a thousand, a million people to do the same thing, if they followed the steps correctly, they will all get the same cake. And this is why it's so important that Master Choa made energy healing systematized through pranic healing to avoid people mixing, adding steps, taking away steps, because what happens when you do that you're not going to get the same cake, right? Sometimes you won't even get a cake at all. So this is just an example of the challenges that the field of energy healing has. And not only the challenges, is it, it's invisible to, again, the human eye. Um, there are challenges when we try to bring this on a broader scale, which is what I'm talking about, to address in medicine, that there are certain things that we have to put in place to avoid this from happening. And this is just for safety, right? Just like certain drugs, medications, they have to go through research, very rigorous research and studies to make sure it's safe um, for the targeted population. And same thing for pranic healing. So Master Choa developed a system that has been, again, reproducible, systematized to protocols that are specific to different conditions, doing different steps. And most of all, it is very safe if it's done this way. And the effectiveness is usually very, very good, depending on certain factors, of course condition, severity, receptivity of the patient or client, things like that. But today's podcast was really to kind of show us, right, bigger picture. Mainstream healthcare, a lot of sick people in this world, a lot of people with mild to moderate conditions that might not require strong, heavy drugs. So what do we do? Chronic healing is a non-touch energy healing modality. You don't need any pill. You don't need any object. You don't need any substance. By learning pranic healing, you can help alleviate the suffering of your friends, of your family, of your loved ones that is safe and effective and can ultimately help them improve their life. So it's definitely a win-win and I'm very inspired to move this product forward 
just as Master Choa developed the system to help humanity, I think that for those of us that have benefited from learning pranic healing, from using it for others, and especially ourselves, right, as healers, we know we have to heal ourselves first to be able to help others. I think it is part of our responsibility to help move this work forward in a way that respects Master Choa's intentions and visions and also bringing it to the present and addressing the challenges that we face today, especially in the healthcare system. All right, so that's it for today's podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would greatly appreciate it if you give this episode a like and a rating on any podcast platform or video platform that you're seeing this. And if you found especially great value in this episode, we would really appreciate your contributions. The contribution link is going to be in the description box below. And basically, it basically helps us keep these podcasts, these videos running, and we can hopefully help build a community of like-minded healers, researchers, and energy healing enthusiasts and advocates to help make the world a better place. So, Atma Namaste, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pranic Healing Podcast, and we hope to see you in the next episode. Thank you.